Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, this is the Gringo Mandingo coming live from the gloom tomb. It is 11, 12 p.m. Pacific Coast time. Uh, I'm in here just after the Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor fight hyped up. See, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, this is the raw reaction. What can I say? Yo. That was a fucking great fight. That was a brawl. Uh, I thought Conor McGregor. I got. I got. I got to say, I never thought Conor, Conor McGregor wasn't great. I thought he was overrated. I didn't think he would. Uh, he, he would. He would deal with uh, being tested as much as, as 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 Diaz did. And and first of all, Conor McGregor, yo, he got busy. He. He got busy. He weathered the storm. I honestly think that he actually won the fight on points, but it was close. I'm not Mr. UFC. I'm not Mr. MMA. You know, he he clearly won the first two rounds. He had knocked down Diaz a couple of times. He fucked up. He fucked up. The ego got got a hold of him, and he let him get up. He was trying to make a spectacle. It was disrespectful. And then in the third round, Diaz came on, and 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 I thought he was going to end him in the third round. McGregor is lucky the bell rang in the third round. The fourth round, again, I mean it was it was still a close round, but Diaz got the better of him. The fifth round, I think, was a draw up until Diaz slammed him, tripped him late in the in the fifth round, and then was on top of him. I think McGregor again got lucky that the bell rang, but fuck, it was a great fight. 
it was an exciting fight. It was everything that you could hope from from a fight like that. I was so happy that it, it didn't just, uh, you know, end up being, uh, you know, some weak ass shit. Um, I wanted Nate Diaz. I love that dude. You know, dummies are talking about, well, Nate Diaz was bleeding. Yo, Nate Diaz bleeds when he brushes his teeth. Okay. He'll open a cut if he brushes his teeth too hard. Okay. That's not a big, like Nate Diaz is going to bleed and he's going to bleed a lot and he's going to bleed no matter what. He just has one of those faces. I think he likes bleeding. The more he bleeds, the tougher he gets. He never backed away. Conor McGregor, I mean, listen, you don't get any points for making a guy breathe and you don't get any points uh, uh, for making a guy sort of run around and walk away the way McGregor did. So, I mean, those things are all for, you know, they don't, they don't add up to anything. So you could say, well, he, he, Diaz was bleeding and then other people could say, you know, McGregor was running at some points. Those aren't the things that get you points in a fight. I think Conor McGregor definitely landed more. He landed. The kicks fucked up Diaz. I don't know how he's going to bounce back. For, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know enough about UFC or martial arts or any of that shit to, to say how you defend kicks. I've never been kicked. Thank God. I don't want to ever be kicked. I don't want to be kicked in the, in, in the leg. I don't want my foot stomped. I don't want anybody trying to roundhouse kick me in the head. I don't want any, anything to do with any kicking, any punching, any hitting, any hammer throws, any, 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 any elbows to the face. Um, it was a great fight. I, I have to say, I, I respect the shit out of Conor McGregor. He fought his ass off. Diaz is, is like on some Jake LaMotta raging bullshit. Nate Diaz is the raging bull of MMA. He just keeps coming forward. He's on some you never got me down, Ray, shit. Although he did get knocked down, but I'm just saying he's just that guy. Like, the more you hit him, the more he bleeds, the more sort of duress he's under. He, he just keeps coming, keeps coming, and keeps coming. It was, it was fantastic. Um, this is my initial reaction to, to, to the fight. Uh, that fight beforehand, the Rumble, Rumble Johnson versus that other dude was, was a joke. It was disappointing. Homeboy was so knocked out when he woke up, he thought shit was still sweet and shit was still popping. It wasn't still sweet and it wasn't still popping. That was like some Friday, like you got knocked the fuck out type of shit. <sighs> you know, for, for those of you who don't follow MMA, UFC and all that, is it MMA or UFC? It's called UFC. UFC is, 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 the, is like the, the, the brand. MMA is what they do. Mixed martial arts. UFC is like the NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball. But, the, I mean, if you could stomach it. But that was like, when you talk about fighting, they fought. They fought. Uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. But this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is the Raw Reaction to UFC 209, I'm sorry, UFC 202, I don't fact check. One of the things that I think is fantastic about uh, Twitter, yo, the Conor McGregor fans, golly, golly, they're like Boston fans or some shit, yo, you don't. You have no stake in this dude. People were like offended that I fuck with Diaz. I'm gonna fuck with Diaz the next time. The Twitter fans of Conor McGregor, my God, 
Yes, I was talking shit on Fighter and the Kid with my man B Shab. Yes, I talk shit on my podcast. Yes, I tweet shit. I'm going to tweet shit next time. You guys are unbelievable with, with, with like, so, so upset, so offended that the great Conor Mc... Yo, he's going to get his ass kicked next time. That's what's happening. It's going to probably happen next spring. Diaz is going to crack that ass. He's going to figure out how to defend those little kicks. Conor McGregor broke his foot, kicking like a little, like, a, like some Peter Pan shit on some bitch body karate shit. But the Twitter fans of Conor McGregor, sweetheart, relax. I'm going to be home later. I left some money on the dresser. Go shopping, boo. To all you Conor McGregor fans out there that, that, that get, get your feelings hurt so easy. I gave him love. He won the fight. But the little tricks on Instagram and Twitter. Man, oh man, oh man. All right. See, I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast. You're now rocking with the actual best. Okay, the Gringo Mandingo, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. And uh, it do what it do. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast variety show. Let's do it. Yo, Mack Weldon underwear and t-shirts are better than whatever you're wearing right now. Trust me. I'm doing this podcast in a pair of Mack Weldon underwear while wearing a soft-ass Mack Weldon t-shirt. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, simple shopping. You could shop online, shop on your phone, and literally check out from your computer or your phone in minutes. It's a great, easy website to navigate. I just sent my brother another batch of soft-ass Mack Weldon underwear and t-shirts. The whole thing took about three minutes. All their products are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor, which is very important to any man or any man around any man or any woman around any man. Nobody wants to be around somebody wearing a smelly t-shirt, smelly socks, or smelly underwear. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like the first pair, you can keep it. Okay, we'll refund you everything, no questions asked. That is a guarantee. Go to MacWeldon.com, get 20% off using the promo code Rappaport. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. MacWeldon.com, get 20% off using the promo code Rappaport now. Go to MacWeldon.com, save 20% off your first order now. All right, it's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. As you just heard, that was my live reaction to... UFC 2002, 2002, what the fuck, 202, um, it was great, it was a great fight, great, uh, great night, watched it, uh, with, uh, the, 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 the two best podcast producers in the world, Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, um, it was fantastic, so the way we're gonna do this today is, uh, you're now rocking with the best, my name is uh, Michael Rapport. Some people call me the Gringo Mandingo. I'm glad the Olympics are coming to an end. I had a great time. Salute to all of the athletes. They were all fantastic. Simone Biles and all the gymnasts. Michael Phelps. The the the, the whole group. Uh, they they everybody kicked ass. Ali Reisman. Other gymnast, who I believe is Jewish, if not, uh, we're taking her in the tribe. Um, 
all the track and field athletes. It just was, it was fun. But now it's over. It's, it's got to come to an end. Ryan Lyon Lochte. I, I, I don't know how, this guy's, this guy either is, is so dumb or he's a, a brilliant marketer because he's, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't crack that ass in, in the, in the events, but now he's uh, the, the person they're talking about in the Olympics. Um, at the end of the two-week event, which was great. The women basketball team, they won a gold medal again, of course. <laughs> it's like the 19th straight time they've won. I think it's like the sixth straight time they've won. And the men won, which is an assumption. It, they should win. The, the, to me, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, there's always favorites in, in, in track and field, like, you know, of course, you expect Hussein Bolt to win. He wins every single time, um, but he could be beat. Um, you know, you 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 expect Michael Phelps to win because whatever he's Michael Phelps. I don't know shit about swimming, but I know Michael Phelps. But the the United States men's basketball team that would be a bigger story if they lost. They won versus Serbia, which is a country that I believe only has nine million people. Uh, we we wanted Delhi. We wanted the Australians. Uh, I, I wanted the uh, the Australian rapper pack, uh, and 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 uh, me to be going at it. We wanted Della Vadova. Um, they played, I think, the best game. Well, Serbia played good the first time, but the, the American team has too much talent. It's just too 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 good, and I have mixed feelings about it. There was one sequence during the gold medal game where Marv Albert, the great Marv Albert, who's been on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, love him. His voice has been a part of my life since, I think, like literally my entire life and, and anybody else who listens to sports. Um, but he said, you know, there was, there was a, a good sequence where the, the, the ball had moved and um, some good passing. And he, and he said, him or Doug Collins said, that has not happened in the two weeks since they've played together. And I go, yeah, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Uh, you know, they they win by just an overwhelming amount of talent, but at times during the tournament, it was ugly, it was it was sloppy. But I guess that's part of the Olympics. Anyway, the, shout out to the entire United States uh, basketball team. They won. Yo, there's a dude who coaches wrestling, Mongolian wrestling coaches. I fuck with you guys, hard body karate. They protested their team losing with a with a bad call. And this is the type of shit that I, that, that I like. This is the type of shit that I respect. They, they, they stripped their clothes. They took their clothes off, both of them. That was their protest. My man got down to his underwear. He had on the black. He had the, he, they probably on Mac Weldon underwear. They look like actually Mac Weldon underwear. He had on the black Mac Weldon underwear. He took his shit off in the middle of the ring. Him and the other coach. The other coach had on sweatpants. He wasn't about that life. But uh, I want to give, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to pronounce anybody's name because it was, you, 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 I don't even know what these people's names are. I can't even say them. But it was one country fighting Mongolia uh, and, and, and there was a bad call. And the next thing you know, the coaches uh, uh, took their clothes off. That was their protest. I fucks with you, my man. Respect. For real. See, I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. So this is what we're going to do. So my man from The Fighter and the Kid, I'm friends with those guys on that podcast. I like those guys. 
They're, they're good dudes. They have a dope podcast, The Fighter and the Kid, my man Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub, who is a um, now great podcast host with my man Callen, who's totally out of his fucking tree, totally out of his mind. I actually broke the Ryan Lochte story. I did it, Brendan. You didn't do it. I fucking broke it. But then we broke it together because I hosted uh, The Fighter and the Kid last week. And I was the first person. Check it out. Go on Twitter. Go on the internet. Go on Facebook. Look it up. I was the first person to say that I felt like Ryan Lochte was full of fucking shit. And then me and Brendan broke the shit down. But if you don't know who he is, he's an ex-UFC fighter. He fought at the highest, highest level. His breakthrough was on the show, The Ultimate Fighter. He was on there with Kimbo Slice, the great Kimbo Slice, who who passed away. Um, so I'm going to talk to him uh, on the phone. I'm going to get him on the phone. I'm sure he's going to be doing some kind of workout shit. Like uh, he, He's like a workout freak. He's like one of these dudes who like he works out for fun. It's, it's not a burden. He's like, oh, I'm going to go for a run for six miles. Like it's That's like hell to me. But, but he's just an athlete, a lifelong athlete, former football player. But he fought in the UFC, kicked ass. Uh, he gave it and got it, and very experienced, and a great point of view on it. I love talking to him about UFC um, and, and sports in general, but he knows, he knows MMA. So I'm going to talk to him about what he really thinks uh, about the fights last night. Um, and then uh, we're going to get it popping like that. See, Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be right back. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Getting some real analysis. Call my man Brendan Schaub. I'm the fighter and the kid. What's up, man? B Schaub, what's up, my man? What's up, dog? Yo, how you feeling about the fight last night? How hyped were you? Break it down for me, because I could just tell you I was in here flipping the fuck out. Now, we talked about the expectations of this shit. In my opinion, that was one of the best fights, boxing, MMA, anything I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I agree, man. I think think it's hard for these fights of this magnitude to, like, live up to the expectations. You think about, like... Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, even though it was a shit fight, I don't know if that fight could have lived up to the to, to the hype. And this Diaz, Conor McGregor too, not only did it live up to the hype, but it, it even more so, you know what I'm saying? I think, uh, you know, like I told you, I, I thought Conor was going to win in, by decision or late round stoppage, but that third round got scary, man. It got really scary. I just think uh, Conor... You know, it shows what kind of champion he is. He has no business fighting at 170. It's just too much for him. And 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 again, Nate Diaz isn't even a true 170. He he's really a guy who hangs around at 55. So, um, just for Conor to get through that man, it, it was such a beast, such a beast. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I I respect the shit out of him. You know, I I break his balls and I you know I talk shit because, you know, when you talk as much shit as Conor McGregor, you, you know, it provokes other people to talk shit, and I'm one of those sideline shit talkers but oh for sure me too he he fought like a fucking i mean he fought great and and he was tough they were both tough who so who did you think won like like who did you think actually won did you think the right decision was made 
Yeah, like you can't you can't let the the Dick Riders or the Diaz brothers who you know everyone was cheering for the Diaz, you know for Nate Diaz and they cheer for the Diaz brothers in general because they're always the underdog. Everyone feels like they get shafted all the time. Don't get twisted. Nate made two million dollars plus on this fight, so that those days of the underdog getting shafted, it just no matter how this fight went down, if it was good, if it went to a decision, everyone automatically throws up the oh he got screwed. That's what that's what happens with Diaz brothers. No nah, man, if you just take all your bias out and score this fight, which I try to do, you know, because I I really do. I, I love both the guys. I'm glad Diaz is doing his thing. I'm glad Connor's doing his thing. I love both guys. So I watched it again this morning. You're batshit crazy, especially with the new uh, criteria of judging. If that first round where you get sat down twice is in a 10-8, mm -hmm. if Connor the first round, could, at the very worst case, it's 10-9, but it's probably a 10-8, easily 10-8. So you have a 10-8 first round. You have a 10-9 second round for Connor. Third round, Nate definitely wins. Now, was it a 10-8? I'd have to see what kind of scoring they're doing with the judges, but but a 10-9 for Nate, because it wasn't that dominant, but you have 10-9 for Nate, Connor wins the fourth and loses the fifth, so then you have a 3-2 a decision. I didn't think it was, and that's not even really debatable. Like, again, people crying wolf and saying, oh, this is, here we go again, Diaz getting screwed. Nah, man, you, you just can't pull that card every time these guys lose. You just can't. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Connor won the fight. I think he, you know, he... The, the kicks, I don't know how they score. Like, when all those kicks, do, you, do they score those as points? They they count them as far as overall damage control, the fight, stuff like that. But remember, and this is something else that's pretty, you know, makes the win even more uh, impressive for Connor is in that first round, he thought he broke his foot kicking Nate Diaz's leg because he's not a kicker. Right. He's not a true, like, that's not his thing. But the the blueprint to take out Nate Diaz is to kick his leg. So you can see he made changes in camp. He started doing that, but that's not his that's not his forte, man. It showed because you know he's like, damn, my shin hurts. So in the second, third round, especially the third, when he wasn't moving, I made a comment like you know on Twitter that blew up. I said, damn, man, you spent six figures on camping your gassed after two. Uh. Yeah, he was gassed and he was getting. You know, he was taking shots to the face, but really, he said his, his leg, like his leg, he's going to move his leg. He's not used to kicking that much. And and, and do do you think, like, what about this whole thing? Because I think it's retarded um, that they're like, well, Diaz is bleeding. And and then, uh, you know, the Diaz fans were like, well, Connor was walking away. First of all, I think that Nate Diaz, he bleeds when he brushes his teeth. Like, making Nate Diaz bleed is not an accomplishment. Like, he's just one of those guys, he's going to bleed, win, lose, or draw. And obviously, he was yeah, bleeding see, a lot. That, that, yeah, you're 100% correct. Like, it's. Any fan that says, oh, look at the blood, it's, they're, they're not knowledgeable on the sport at all because the, the way that works is Nate Diaz has so much more experience than than, G, than uh, Connor. It's not even funny. You know, he's been in the UFC since, what, he's 21 and, the, and his fighting style. So his face builds up. He, he's built up a lot of scar tissue. He's a bleeder. He's a cutter. That's what he's known for. So he builds up the scar tissue. So the skin around his eyes and forehead is very thin from all the scar tissue. Right. So what might not cut Connor is going to cut the shit out of Nate Diaz. Right. So you can't, it, it just, you just can't play that card. You just can't. Yeah, it's can't stupid. can't do it based off blood. It's stupid. Some guys bleed, some guys don't. Right. He, he's going to bleed no matter what. Like, I just think, like, he probably bleeds in camp sometimes. So, yeah, you know, it's the same thing in boxing, too. There's certain guys, they get a headbutt or 
uh, you know, a jab, they start bleeding like crazy. They'll still win the fight, but that's just their forte. So you said this thing about the the, the one seventy and the and the and the one fifty five, and and afterwards, Diaz. I mean, Conor McGregor was saying that he he'd fight him again. He wants to fight him again, um, but he'd want to do it at one fifty five. How hard is that type of shit with the weight? Because I never understand. Like, I mean, one fifty five to one seventy. That's fifteen pounds. But but is is that would that be really challenging for Nate Diaz to fight him at one seventy? I mean at one fifty five? No, and actually Nate wanted it at fifty five. Nate Nate asked for the fight at fifty five in the rematch, and Connor told him, "No, let's do it at 70. Um And Nate was like, ah, "I prefer at fifty five. And then after Nate beat him that first time, Nate goes, "All right, let's do it at fifty five. And Connor goes, "No, what kind of champion am I? What kind of fighter am I? If you beat me at one seventy, and I go, okay, well you have to fight me at fifty five now to level the playing field. Because I want to beat you at one seventy where you beat me, just to show you I can do it. And then we'll do it, do it at fifty five. So you see, right after the fight, he goes, "We're doing it again, but we're doing it on my terms, which is at fifty five. And then that's why Nate's like, "Yeah, for, let's do it at fifty five. That's my natural weight class, really." So um, I, I tell you what, man, I, I see a lot of people talking about. How you know Connor should go to 145 and fight for his belt against Jose Aldo? I'm not trying to see Connor Jose Aldo. That right. does nothing for me. Right. That, that gets no movement. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fat girl walking in the bar. Right? I got no movement. <laughs> so I so I I think what Connor needs to do is uh, it, it's tough, man. It, there's a lot, a lot of tough. It, I think it only gets tougher for Connor. I gotta be honest. Everyone knows. You can call me a Connor Dick Ryder, whatever you want to say, but it. I, I look at the matchups they want to give him, and it, at 55 and 45, it's tough, man. It, it, it's a tough load for that guy. There's no easy fights left. The, all the fights that he has coming up, you're saying that they're, they're going to be tough fights. Like there's no, there's no like super what? tough. So, so yeah, there's no besides there's no the, fight where you look at and you go, oh, he's easily the favorite. There, there's really not. If you look at if they give him a top five guy. At 155, it's trouble. You know, in, in his best bet, again, 140, he killed himself to make 145. So to make 145 again and fight Jose Aldo, that's not going to do much, man. I know Jose wants that fight, but again, that, that, for the fans, it, does, it doesn't do much. It doesn't do much for Connor. You can't you, you give him Frank Yeager, not really, because Jose beat Frankie. So I don't think, I think he vacates the belt at 45 and looks for super fights at uh, 55. But he hinted, he goes, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who want to fight me, blah, 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 but he hinted at something outside the cage, which makes me think that he might fight Floyd Mayweather. Come on, man. Come on. Just saying, man, if, if, there's, if anyone could pull that off, it's that dude. Yo, listen, wait, I mean, pull it off in terms of getting it done or pull it off in terms of making it a fight? Because you could say what you no, want no. to say about Floyd, blah, 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 blah. We're talking about apples and fucking oranges. This is a different. There's no kicking. There's no wrestling. There's no elbows. This is talking about straight up boxing again. Hey, you really think that that could happen? Yeah, I do, Rap. I think. I think if if Connor, if the point of Connor's career, and he has said this many times, is to make as much money as possible and then get the fuck out before it's too late. Well, the only fight that would make you as much money as possible and get you out is Floyd Mayweather. Oh I mean, you're going to make goodness. how much money? And, and, and again, granted, does he beat him? No. Let's Remember, some people think Floyd Mayweather is the greatest boxer of all time. Floyd's not even in the same, I mean, uh, Connor's not even in the same realm as him when it comes to boxing. However, you're telling me you wouldn't tune into it, Rap? You're telling me it wouldn't be one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time, if not bigger than Pacquiao Floyd? 
Of course it would be. It would be, but I think it would be insulting. First of all, boxing is in such a shithole. It's in such a, it's just in turmoil. Like I can't even name, aside from Floyd and Pacquiao, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to name five fighters right now. And I grew up always loving boxing, but it's, it's just, it's just not the same caliber of, of sport. So, I mean, yes, I'd watch it, uh, yeah. but I'd probably come and, over to and your that house puts, and watch that puts it. money in Connor's account. Oh my and, God. That's man. what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So we, it's, it, you know, and it's tough because with the UFC, it's like, right, what's a spectacle? What's a sideshow? Well, again, and I appreciate the courage and the balls that take CM Punk to fight in September, but he, he, he's never had a fight in his life. And he's fighting on the main card of one of the biggest events in the UFC. Yeah, I think so, that's you know crazy. What I'm so they're, they're, not, they're not opposed to these side shows. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yo, so, so tell me this. During your career as a fighter, you had fights you won, fights you lost. You've had tough, tough, tough fights. How does a guy feel after going through a tough fight? Like, how does Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor feel physically this next week? What is explain what that's like? Yeah, it's it's a weird feeling, man, because you had this one goal this whole time, and you put all the work in, and then when you go through a battle like that, granted, I've never gone twenty five minutes like they did. I, I I've gone fifteen minutes with Mirko Krokop and Gabriel Gonzaga, some of the toughest guys in the world, and Lamar Johnson is just his power puncher. And when you get done, it's just it's just you're just exhausted. You don't want to do anything. Those after parties. So you don't care what they're paying. You don't want to do that bullshit, usually. Especially if your legs are beat up like Connor's were, uh. your face beat up like Nate's. I didn't want to do any of that. I didn't want to drink beer. I just want to go. I literally want to do nothing. I don't want to be around the fight game. I, I, I don't want to be around a lot of people asking questions. Right. I would just get on the earliest flight home and dip out just so I could go home and, and just do nothing, man. Because all you've been, you're exhausted. If that, physically, yeah, you're exhausted. You're sore as shit. But really, emotionally, you're just drained, man. You got nothing left. Right. All right. Well, shit, man. It, 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 it was a good fight, man. I, I would love to watch the next big fights with you because I think you, you. I think number one, I would love to you know hear the shit you have to say, and I think you would be. Uh, um, You'd be you'd be impressed how how excited and how fast I get naked during these fights. Don't ask me why I get naked, but but at a certain point, I, I I was I was I was unclothed last night during that fight. I was hyped up out of my out of my mind. It was it was such a good I like time. The passion, man. I'll always watch you with passionate people. It's just the stupid questions I can't handle. Right. I don't want to. Th- that, that's something for me too. Like I don't want to talk. Like the passion's cool, no, but yeah. I want to listen to the, the the to the to the commentators commentate, and I want to do that, and I want to be and I want to be naked doing that. Now, if I want to be naked watching two men fight in blood, that's up to me. I don't want you to judge yeah. me, okay? But I don't no, want to talk. I'm cool with it. I'm comfortable with it. Dog. I might be naked next year, and I might show you how to do a single leg takedown. I don't know. I don't know, but don't be weird about it. We're both naked, watching fights, and I'm showing you moves. Don't be weird. Right, right. It's it's a, like yeah, just don't get weird. Be comfortable with what it is, and and just go with it. I'd I'd much, I'd much prefer that because last night I was watching over a friend's house, and this a friend of mine's uh, uh, boyfriend asked me, he goes, "You're literally just in the middle of fight now. What exactly are you looking for here, bitch? I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not on the clock. Right. Let me relax, man. Enjoy my." Freaking cheat meal and just watch these fights. Yeah, figure that shit out on your own, man. All right, yo, one one person that 
I've talked about a lot on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, and I talked to you about it on the Fighter and the Kid, a.k.a. Rapaport and the Fighter Podcast. Is, 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 but for my fans, I want you to, to, to talk about uh, the late, great Kimbo Slice and what he was like as a person, because everybody obviously know his persona, and you met him on The Ultimate Fighter. Talk to me about Kimbo Slice, because I know you always had nice things to say about him, and you had a really cool perspective on him. Yeah, Kimbo was my boy, man. So uh, he was the guy, you know, I'm helping the fighters, the 16 toughest heavyweights in the world, not in the UFC. And Kimbo was the last guy they brought in the house. And, you know, obviously we all know Kimbo. My mom knew who Kimbo was, you know, before the ultimate fighter. So he was like the one, the one superstar coming to the house. And it, it, he was just like this, this sheep amongst wolves, really, because we all wanted what he had. So it was a jealousy thing. We're all young, man. So no one really knew how to handle that. So already everyone already had their, you know, expectations. And we were judging a book by the cover. And good Lord, man, when I tell you this, I could have been more wrong. That guy was so humble, so down to earth. He was a family man. Uh, right away, you know, we were sparring. And uh, we were going to jiu-jitsu, and he looked over at me. And, again, he doesn't know me, man. He just looked at me and said, uh, he goes, hey, Shab, man, I need help with this grappling shit, man. I, I, don't, know, I don't know any of it. If, if you want to brawl, I'm down. But when it comes to scrapping, I really need help, man. And I was like, damn. And he went around to Roy Nelson, myself, some other guys who know the ground game and uh, was constantly trying to learn, constantly trying to help out. And then, remember, you're in a house for six weeks. You have no cell phone. You have no communication outside world. You have no magazines, no nothing, none of that stuff. No newspapers. You got a, a, a pad and a pencil. That's all you have, like mm. a journal and shit. So I would go to Kimbo. And just have him tell me stories, man. He was he was my form of entertainment. He was an open book. He showed me how to win a fight. This guy has a knife. Uh, he he showed me all sorts of things. He had this uh, barbecue recipe. We used to beg him to make his barbecue mix. Mm-hmm. He came up with this barbecue sauce. So, you know, when you're in week four and you're hating life and stuff, uh, I would sit down with Kimbo and we'd, you know, we'd daydream and bullshit about me and him opening up a restaurant. And I, I, I would call it, uh, uh, the, the fur, cause his real name, you know, Kevin Ferguson. Right. So I'd call it, uh, either Kimbo Steakhouse or, or Big Fur Steakhouse. And uh, we talked about the menu and shit. It was, uh, it was like the boom boom room in that movie Life. You know what I'm dope. saying? So he was just like, like when I tell you, man, it's, he was just so down to earth, and, and even afterwards, he was just a great, great dude, man. I just, we lost a good one. It was so unexpected, man. And, um, it's, it, you know, I, I don't mind talking about it now, but right when it, right when he passed away, I remember I was doing a piece for Spike asking to do for this documentary, and I couldn't get through it, man. I just kept breaking down because it was just such a shame, man. Whenever I saw him, it was just like, I don't know, you know, you know, those guys that, you know, your boys, and you don't need to, call each other every fucking day to, to, to know each other, you know, or, or to, to know that you have each other's back. He was a guy I could see once a month, once every six months. I'd see him in New York when I'd come out there and, uh, it was, you know, it was just like old times. So we lost a good one, man. And he was, he was a guy that changed the game. He really was. You can say whatever the hell you want about Mo. He had no ground game. Mo. he only lasted this long in the UFC. I don't care what you say. If you have a Mount Rushmore, just straight up fighting, Kevin Ferguson's on that Mount Rushmore Damn. because what he did for the sport, he transcended it, man. Remember, yeah. YouTube should be paying the Fergusons a royalty for the rest of their lives. That motherfucker made YouTube what it is. Remember how many people watch those backyard fights? Yep. Those backyard Kevin Ferguson, the dude with the gold chain, busting up people. Remember those? Yep. Everyone watched that shit. He was the first YouTube star. 
look at YouTube now. Yep. So t- to me, he was just like, he was bigger than life, man. You would, you would think a guy from, uh, you know, Miami, you know, hardcore, grew up poor. Um, he, he's this backyard brawler. Nah, man, he was doing that stuff to kid, put his kids through school. Right. And oh, and oh, yeah, he was a beast of a football player. And his dream was to go to the NFL. He was getting recruited by D1 colleges. And then a hurricane would, uh, destroyed his high school. And then he didn't. He didn't have the the means or or the network to change school. So that's when he started backyard brawling there. Wow, he, I didn't he know was that. homeless. Yeah, he was homeless. He was living out of his car, and he would shower in the ocean, or he, he would randomly try and get into pools and stuff. And he's just a grinder, man. Wow. All right, that's dope. That's dope. Because I was always a huge. Yeah, fan I could of talk his. to him all day, man. Yeah, he's a he was a, a uh, uh, one of the good guys, man. That's dope. And and and, and the thing that bothers me is like. I wish, man, I always said this, I wish ESPN or Fox or someone did like a 30 for 30 on I'm like, I wish you did a 30 for 30 on Because he was never marketed right. He I just agree. Wasn't, man. He, he, and, and I used to tell him that all the time, like, bro, I get the whole backyard gangster thing. I'm like, you're such a good dude, and he's well-read, and he's humble, and he works his ass off. And he has a family of six. And he's a family man, and he's not out partying. And uh, he, he did a quote. He goes, yeah, you don't think I have money to buy a Bentley? Of course I do. But I'd rather put my kids through college. Right. I don't, fuck, fuck a Bentley. I'm trying to ask six kids that I want to make sure they have the education I never got. Right. Like that, that was him, man. And then you watch these shows, and you're just like, what? They're showing this backyard fighting and you know him playing this character. My God, someone needs to tell this dude's story, man. It just—it was too late by the time they did. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I was always fascinated by him, and I, I never met him. Like he would tweet me and shit, and then DM me, and I was just like, "Yo, I gotta meet you. I'm a big fan." And and then and then he passed. All right, B Shop, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. Like, what are you doing? Like, how many miles are you running today? Uh, do you have your shirt on? I, I, ju- I just got done, son. I just got done. I, I had a cheat day yesterday, so I went hard in the paint this morning, uh, real proper, like as you would say. I went six six miles from Venice to Santa Monica, and then uh, I did sand sprints, and I did some laughs in the ocean, and Fuck. now I'm barefoot uh, walking in the sand, son. Shit, man. It, it, damn. Fuck. All right. God damn it, man. You made me feel like shit just telling me all that shit. Do you do you have a shirt on at least or are you unclothed? Nah, nah, no shirt, man. I thrive in the hotness and the sun. Right, I was born it, for this. Fuck it. All right, yo, B Shop, I appreciate you 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 come and talk to me about about the uh the fight. It was a good fucking time. It was a good fight. And uh I respect the shit out of both of those fighters. People get so twisted with the shit talking and all that stuff. People think like they're, they're too passionate. The the the, the the culture today is it's such a hate culture. Like you can root for a guy and not hate the other. Like just cause I pick Connor doesn't mean I hate Nate. Like you can have an open educated discussion and be a critical thinker. There's no need to make it mean and be a hater. We just got to stop that bullshit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you can like, like the jets and I can be cool with the giants. We don't have to hate each other. No, that doesn't it's make stupid. sense. It's it's, it's, it's it's just stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. Just uneducated people. Yeah, it's very strange to me, man. And and all right, all right, cool. Yo, enjoy the sun. Thanks for coming on uh, uh, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is a, this is a monumental moment in your life, uh, uh, you, let alone the the, the, the the podcast. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, Brendan. Yes, sir. Talk right. soon, brother. Appreciate Thank you, man. All right, later, man. Later. Are right, you wanted it? 
You got it. Football is your passion. You know all the players and the teams, the strengths, the weaknesses. Now put your knowledge to the test and play for a shot at $1 million. Top prize at DraftKings.com. It's just a part of the $5 million in total prizes they're doing out this week. This week, it's, it, 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 it's a one-week contest. $5 million in one week. DraftKings.com is the destination for one-week fantasy football. I'm about that fantasy life. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. Play whenever you want with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. Yo, you want to renew old rivalries? You want to kick your boss's ass? You want to kick your friend's ass, your family's ass in a private league to prove you're the superior GM? You can do it at DraftKings or join an existing league and go head-to-head with friends, co-workers, fantasy players from all across the country. I love DraftKings. I love it. I love it. I love fantasy football. And I love weekly fantasy football. Go to DraftKings.com. Now, choose your players, and you could seriously cash in one week. That's it. You could seriously make money in one week. Use the code RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. You can play against me. I'll be on there every week. You want the Mandingo? I got you. Play for free with your first deposit. The code is RAPAPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T, to play for free for your share of $5 million in total prizes in one week. It's a one-week contest. You could possibly win $5 million. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Eligibility and restrictions may apply. See the website for details. Listen, the DraftKings thing is real. I had a guy on the uh, Iron Rapport Stereo podcast, my man Corey Albertson. This is what he does for a living. Okay, he has a complete knowledge of fantasy football. You can win real money with fantasy football. I personally, yo, I do it for the love and the pain, okay? The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. But when I play at DraftKings, yo, I win a little money. I lose a little money. Do it responsibly, but have a good time. And yes, I'm going to be breaking down the details, how you can play against me. All you people out there, you see me mock drafting, right? Everybody wants to talk shit. I post my mock drafts. This is good. This isn't good. You don't know what you're talking about, Rappaport. The gringo mandingo sucks at fantasy. Really? The gringo mandingo sucks at fantasy football? Well, now you got a chance to play me, okay? You can play me weekly. You beat me? Come on back for more. I beat you? Come take this ass kicking again. I got a lot of mo. A lot of mo. I'm really, really, really hyped about this fantasy football season. I've been mocking. I mock out with my cock out. Sorry. Excuse my French, but I do. I love it. I'm all into it. I'm focused. You know, I'm in, uh, I'm going to be in about four leagues this year. Of course, my, my heart and soul, my guts and, 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 and my innards are the Stern League. We're having our draft coming up soon. A lot of controversy about the draft, where it's going to be held. Now it can't be held in person. A lot of controversy, and it's real. Um, I'm preparing. 
I'm going to be drafting in the Stern League by myself. The league had a vote, okay? It was five to four against me. They said, you cannot have your son and your 14-year-old guru do the draft for you anymore, okay? The people that voted against me are Gary Delabonte, a.k.a. Fafa Fui, a.k.a. Gaga Gorilla. He voted against me. Jason Kaplan, commissioner of the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League. Lisa Ann, former porn star, known for uh, doing the damn thing in a Sarah Palin outfit. J.D. Harmeyer, that stuttering, mumbling fuck. And of course, the face of fantasy football, the ringleader to vote against me, the person who went out of his way to rally against me. So I cannot have a 14-year-old and his 14-year-old friend who have been part of my fantasy life for two seasons. He stripped us of our, 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 our love. It's a bonding experience. My son and his friend, we look forward to it. It was a tradition. Matthew Berry. Matthew Berry, the face of fantasy football. He is the person who is the ringleader the people that voted for me to vote to, 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 to be able to have whoever I want at the draft are Ben Bardo, John Hine. Hit him with the fucking Hine. Hit him with the Hine. Ben Bardo is actually the winner of the Howard Stern Fantasy Football League last season. It's not going to happen again. Um, my man Will Murray did the right thing. We've went at it, but I like Will. He's a good dude. When we go at it, it's all for fun, for games. He was going to vote against me. Then I said, Will, have a heart. You have kids. How would you like your, your, your little bonding experience with your kids to be stripped away? And he was like, you know what? You're right. He did the right thing. And, of course, I tried to vote for myself. All right, it was five to four. There's 10 people in the league. Scott Salem, the engineer of the fucking Stern League, he, 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 he went MIA. He would have voted for me. It would have been a 5-5 tie and whatever. I will not give up without a fight, but I am prepared to draft alone. But just know the ringleader to strip my son and his friend away from what is now a, tr- a family tradition, a two-year family tradition, has been, has been stabbed right in the heart and cut downward. Matthew Berry, the face of fantasy football. Why is he scared of me? Why are you scared of me? I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even speak properly half the time. I don't understand. But I'm prepared to do it on my own and win on my own. And I, and I, I am all in this, this mock drafting. I mock, mock, mock. Yo, a lot of people were asking me, uh, a lot of people, but it was, it was, it was a lot of people. I was fortunate to be asked by the WWE to do a voiceover intro to the SummerSlam event that took place in Brooklyn, New York. And of course I did it. Who doesn't love wrestling at one point in their life? I, uh, I, 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 I grew up fucking with Jimmy Snooker, Tony Atlas and them. And then uh, my kids went through a heavy wrestling phase. Jesus Christ. Yo, 
they went through a heavy, heavy wrestling phase, and 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 I rocked with them. We went to all of these uh, these events, all of these uh, wrestling events, and and I it got a little much. It got a little much, but I think uh, you know it's a great for. It's like the circus, like Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Um, so I, I did this uh, the opening for the event that's taking place in BK Brooklyn. Uh, so yes, if you if you happen to hear that, that is me, Michael Rapport, the uh, Gringo Mandingo, um, rocking live for the intro for the first ever SummerSlam. Brooklyn, New York, that's a big fucking deal. At the Barclays, who would have ever thought they would have had an arena in Brooklyn, New York? It's, it, 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 it's really out there. It's dope, and I was happy to be a part of it. I am a fan of, of WWE. It's not like I watch it anymore, uh, but I check in. I know Brock Lesnar's back in the game after he got kicked out of the UFC. He ain't never ufc again. I think what he did with the, with the steroids, he kicked Kick that dude Mark Hunt's ass, and uh, you you just shouldn't be able to fight uh, like that. Uh, you know it's just not fair. Um, but that that was my voice. Yo, we're doing it again. That live shit. Okay, the I'm Rapport Stereo Podcast World Tour continues. Two cities on the World Tour will be conquered. Friday night, October fourteenth. In Las Vegas, Nevada, in vinyl, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And then Sunday night, October 16th, at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Two more cities in the worldwide I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast summer going into the fall tour. Tickets are available at www.iamrappaport.com. Tour.com, www.iamrappaporttour.com, Friday night in Vegas. Yo, a Friday night in Vegas is shit. Anything could happen. I don't think G Monetti has even ever been in Vegas. I, I, I got to check that. Um, Sunday night, October 16th in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona is pretty much like Vegas. Both of those cities are wild for the night, and I cannot wait. So that's coming up, the 14th and the 16th. Two more cities. Miles, cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What sick fuck? The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 All right. Uh, it's another edition of the sick fuck of the week. Um, for the new listeners of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, sick fuck of the week is an award that is earned. It's never given. Um, as I've said in the past, sick fuck of the week is 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 not is not someone who necessarily does something bad. It's it's how they do it. Okay, it's a certain uh, how do the French say je ne sais quoi that someone has to have to earn the sick fuck of the week, and we got one. A Baylor 
Uni- Baylor, yo, they should shut down the whole sports program at Baylor because it's just like every single week some wild shit is going on with Baylor football players. I don't know what the deal is out there. Um, but the, the, these dudes are these dudes are these dudes are wild for the night. These dudes are buck wild for real. Um, a Baylor football player was caught on video beating the shit out of his dog with a belt. Now, I, 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 this is a kid named Ishmael Zamura, Zamura, Z A M O R A. A video service of him, I mean, smacking the dog with a belt uh, and kicks it seven times. I don't understand what, what that, that, that has something to do with you. That's not the dog. Uh, you know, he had a. He, he, I, there's no excuse. You don't, you don't hit anything that's defenseless, whether it's a person, uh, an animal, uh, or, or any of that. And, and I don't need to explain why you've earned the Sick Fuck of the Week award, uh, Mr. Zamora. But you, my friend, are the sole, the sole winner of this week's Sick Fuck of the Week. Disgusting, terrible. Get rid of the dog. You don't need the dog. You're a college football player. Don't you got uh, books to read? Science classes uh, to go to? That, that, that place, man, I don't know what, 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 what goes on out there. They got all kinds of sexual assaults and craziness going on over there. And now you're beating dogs, you sick fuck you. Doc Gooden, yo, we're not the only ones who called it, but G. Monetti, G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty. 2015 podcast co-host of the year who will be on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast this edition, this episode. He was talking about Doc Gooden and, and concern, and now Doc is, 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 is nobody knows uh, where he is. He's out there, Mets pitcher. They had that 30 for 30 on Doc and, and Daryl Strawberry. Doc and Daryl, appropriately called. Thank God Daryl Strawberry has... Uh, you know, pulled it together, but Doc Gooden is doesn't look good, and uh, he he's out there. He's out there. I don't know if they found him by the time this uh, this I Am Rapport Serial podcast is put out there, but I hope uh, they're able to uh, get him and get him help because he's 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 that's what you call a drug addict, and I'm saying that with compassion. But he's got a problem. He is addicted to drugs. Nobody wants to do that to themselves. Yo, there was an article uh, that bugged me out. I mean, I've read a few things about this. A couple of, a couple, it was like a week ago, week or so ago. I'm still not sure there, how it happened, but at JFK Airport in New York, which obviously is one of the bigger, more uh, important airports in the world. I say important, but, you know, it's big. There's a lot of shit going on at JFK. There was a false alarm. People thought it was a gunshot went off. I, I, I had heard that, like the, it was a gunshot from watching the Olympics. I, I, there's been many, many reports, but somehow or another there was a false alarm during the evening of gunshots at the airport in terminals one through eight, terminals that I've been through many, 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 many times. It's a packed-ass airport if, if you've never been there. And you got TSA workers who, God bless them, God bless those people who work the TSA. They're hardworking people. But you could feel the fact that they're under trained and a lot of the stuff that they're doing is off the cuff. 
I, I, there's been people that work TSA that I know they don't know half, uh, they don't know any more than me. Motherfuckers I went to high school with. Yo, what's up, Mike? What's up? Yo, they're at the TSA. Yo, I'm just, I just started working here. You just started working here. You're supposed to be the last line of defense to protect the planes and the, it's crazy. But now, like, uh, one of the workers who was at this, uh, you know, stampede um, and, and, and just, uh, like, mayhem that erupted during a false alarm, you know, I, I, he was talking about how we don't know what we're doing. We're not prepared in case something happens. Obviously, you know, when there's a military presence, they know what they're doing, but there's uh, just a few of them. Most of the people that work in the airport are people who have, they have a job and they're hardworking people. But if something terrible takes place, I don't think they're trained properly about it. And, 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 and it, it's, it scared the shit out of me because you hear about all these incidents in, in, in airports around the world. Um, you know, there's people in wheelchairs, there's handicapped people, there's kids all over the place. I, I don't know how to fix it. I, I, I have no idea how to fix it. I know that Donald Trump has no fucking idea how to fix it. Yeah, you're going to, oh, you're starting with the, I'm not starting with the Trump. Just saying. Okay, I said it once, I said it before. I go to Starbucks all the time. I'm a patron of Starbucks all the time, pretty much once a day. Okay, I know the lingo. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I know where to wait in line, get my cup, blah, 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 blah. But if someone said to me, Yo, Mike, you want to run this Starbucks? We voted you in to run this Starbucks because we, we think uh, you, you, you're, the, you're the, the most qualified candidate to run this Starbucks. It would never happen. You know why? Because I don't know how to run a Starbucks. Okay? Same thing with Trump. What has he done to even be, to even be considered a president? All right, but that's not the point. The point is, is that collectively there needs to be some sort of plan intact god forbid if there's uh, any any uh incidents at any airports in the united states and across the world but i'm just talking about the united states because these people a lot of them are kids 22 23 24 year old kids you know what i i think a lot of them are going to do and rightfully so if there's ever an incident they're going to run their asses off as well because they're not trained you need like military people in there at the tsa Security, like real trained security people, but I'm sure that costs tons of money. And I, I just wanted to uh, say something about that because it, it, it freaks me out. And this definitely freaked me out. And they don't even know what the false alarm was about. They're saying that it was like, a, like when, what I heard was that when, during one of the Olympic events, you know, the starter pistol went off. Somehow or another, people thought that was a real gun. And then people went freaking crazy at, the, uh, at JFK. So that's that. I don't know. You know, when I was talking about the Olympics earlier, one thing that I forgot about, I want to give a shout out, okay? Now, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fuck his name up, okay? But there was an a, 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 a Olympic athlete, a French Olympic athlete named Johan Diniz. Diniz. I don't, I don't know how to say his name. I, I believe I got the first part right. Johan Diniz. I didn't see this live. I read about it later. Um, he's a he's a, a, a walker, okay? Some people are like walking's an Olympic sport. Yeah, motherfucker. You see how they do it? They're 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 flying. They got that ill walk style. It's a whole technique and whatever. This guy was in a fifty kilometer race, walking race. All right, 
And, uh, you know, some people called him a hero. Some people were trying to shit on him, literally. In my mind, this dude is an Olympic athlete. He's a hero. And the fact that he didn't quit, I give him respect. I have ulcerative colitis. I know about stomach issues. I know about gastro issues for real. Okay, so this dude was in a 50-kilometer race, which, why don't they just say miles? How long is 50 kilometers? I don't even know. But uh, this dude, this dude was winning the race, um, and 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 something happened. You know, when you're when you're in that kind of heat, and your body's under that kind of duress. Apparently, this Olympic athlete, this Olympic hero, he shot himself. All right, I've been down that road. Okay, so I want to give this guy respect. He kept going. They gave him sponges. He cleaned himself off. He did the best he could. He didn't quit. All right, we, 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 he, he, he came to one point, he complained about stomach pains, but he kept going, kept going, and this fucking guy won the race, all right? And when I say won the race, I mean he finished, okay? He didn't, he didn't win a medal, but that don't mean he didn't win. He didn't quit, all right? Winning uh, is sometimes isn't everything, especially if you shit your pants, okay? Like I said, I don't want to go into too many details, but I've been down that road. Shit happens. So this dude should be treated with respect, shouldn't be made fun of, all right? You never know when it could happen to you, okay? Johan Dinez. Dinez, I don't know. It's some kind of French fancy name. I don't speak French. But uh, but I, I respect to him and, and, again, to all the other athletes. And, and, yo, my man from Mongolia, I'm not sure if you speak English, um, I don't care if you do or you don't, but the wrestling coach who stripped down to his, to his, to his underwear, I fucks with you, my man. I like you. I like your style. I like your whole program. I, li- I know what you were saying. Fuck that. Two of the consummate stickmen who were in the press uh, uh, over the weekend, my man Leo DiCaprio, uh, uh, and his new side piece, his new chick, some model chick, were involved in a little fender bender over the weekend, and uh, just a little, a little, a little bump. But the more disturbing stick man who was in the news, and and I think this is this is where it's going to end up. Unfortunately, the great prince uh, who, who, who we, we've deemed uh, a consummate, consummate stickman, consummate coxman, um, you know, the, the more and more of these rumors that come out, I mean, obviously rumors aren't true, but I feel like, unfortunately, prince, you know, there, there, was, there was drugs involved in his death. Um, it wasn't just out of the blue I don't know the bottom line of it, but there this these drugs, fentanyl and opiates, and I don't know, they're more powerful than heroin. They were found in his crib, in his house, Paisley Park. All they weren't even they were like counterfeit drugs. So the you know, the I don't know, it's it's just sad. No one would have thought that Prince was on drugs. I really, I really think that um 
I hope. Maybe it's just me hoping, you know, when these people that you love and respect so much and they die so sudden and tragically, you want to hope that's a mistake. Obviously, no one wants to die of a drug overdose, even even addicts. But this dude had had a problem with these pills and it, 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 it wasn't dealt with. And, you know, you, you know, you get people around you and they don't know how to deal with it and they, they want to be a part of the clique. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? But if you ever see me wiling out on pills, slurring and all that shit on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, please come and get my ass. OK, please come and save me because uh, that's not how I want to go out. And uh, I don't think that uh, anybody does. And, and and wrapping your head around death is always hard, uh, but I think drugs, unfortunately, were were, were involved with uh, with um, Prince's passing. All right, so I'm gonna call G Monetti, G Mooney. Last name rhymes with duty, uh, and then I'm gonna get my man Dean Collins for the Truey segment of the week, the Truey app, and then uh, 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 you know we're gonna let the chips fall where they fall. I'll be right back. All right, the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is proudly sponsored by Casper Mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Free shipping and returns in the United States and Canada. You can try Casper Mattress for 100 nights risk-free in your home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. It is made in America. I sleep on a Casper mattress with my lady every single night. Babe, do you like sleeping on a Casper mattress? I love it. So comfortable. Do we sleep like big old babies? All day, every day. Sheets? Oh, the sheets are amazing. The sheets are amazing. The pillows are amazing. They're even coming out with dog beds. All right? Wheezy, my dog Wheezy, will be sleeping on a Casper dog bed. That's coming soon. Okay? Get 50 bucks off towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com. www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. You could save $50 today. Use the promo code. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Casper.com today. All right. See, I am Rappaport Serial Podcast. Uh, the 2015 podcast co-host of the year, G Monetti, a.k.a. G Moody, is in uh, New York City. I am still in Los Angeles. And as promised, I told you I was going to get him on the episode. Of the I'm Iron sorry, Ra- the person the you were trying to reach guy. has a voicemail Jesus box that has Christ. not been set up yet. Please try your call. All right. That didn't go as smoothly as planned. Uh, but I'm going to be calling back uh, the 2015 podcast co-host of the year right now uh, on take two. Love. Oh, hey, uh, this is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. How are you? Oh, man, damn. you got to give me a text. You know, like, let me know. I'm, I just got in. Okay, I, you know, I feel like all the success of you being the 2015 podcast co-host of the year is kind of sort of going to your fucking head, okay? You know, we were out on tour. You, there's, like, groupies. There's all sorts of people. Everybody's like, oh, there's G. Monetti. You're signing autographs. You're doing all this sort of thing. Is the fame finally getting to your head, Mr. Moody? Uh, I think so. <laughs> you you do think so? Yeah. It's it's so, get, uh, it's getting the best of you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Forgive me if I uh, lapse sometimes, but uh, 
I'm back. Okay. Um, what's the heat like in New York City right now, Monetti? Paint a picture of what August in New York City is like in 2016. It's been horrible. I walk around and it's just sweating. I mean, I can't even walk down the stairs. I can't do shit. I'm just sweating and sweating. We have relief coming tomorrow. Humidity lowers. But other than that, it's been terrible, man. Damn. That sucks, man. Yeah. That's terrible. That sucks. Now, I, I, I mentioned earlier in this podcast that um, the world tour will continue uh, in Las Vegas and in uh, Phoenix in October. Have you ever been to Vegas? Because I'm not sure if you've ever been to Vegas. Never been to Vegas, bro. Holy shit. All right, it's no secret that Gerald uh, Gerald Moody likes to sip on a little rum every now and then. Well, you're in for a real treat. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to Vegas, I'm doing the show, and I'm going in my room and hanging by the pool. Vegas is a shithole. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the devil's shit box. okay? It's the devil's shit bag. Uh, you've never been there, so, so you're going to be like a... a you know you're gonna have a, the wide-eyed amazement of of taking it all in, but you'll soon you'll soon see w- w- what kind of a, a a doormat it really is. Um, but the world tour will continue. Um, so I, I I wasn't sure if you had been to Vegas or not, but I I I, I mentioned earlier uh, uh, that you had never been to Vegas. So I, I'm actually looking forward to you being in Vegas just to see see what it is. Yeah, yeah, I want to see. I want to see what it's all about. So I wanted to throw something at you. Since you, you've been a real sort of, um, you've been sort of the, 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 the flag bearer of the no good judge in general, and, and you support uh, the good judges and, and, and point out the no good judges, you've brought it into the mainstream vernacular. Um, yeah. Uh, a convicted sex offender in Nebraska, a convicted sex offender in Nebraska has won custody of his two teenage stepdaughters. Mm. The state's highest court refused the father's attempts to get the get the girls out of the perv's house. The real the real father. So now, a stepfather, a, a convicted stepfather, has two daughters, seventeen and fifteen, that are going to be remaining in the custody of a sex offender. Explain why this is a no good shit stained judge. What what law, what case law is he following? I mean I mean this this is what we mean. These guys are, are maybe the judges are have mental illnesses too. They need to be uh are checked out because you have this guy here with, with stepdaughters and he's a convicted sex offender and the judge sees nothing wrong with leaving that man in the house with them. He should be disbarred, and there should be a higher uh, uh, authority that, that will see see his decision and say, and throw it out, and do, give, give, get a real a real judge with with common sense, hmm. and uh, you know, and, and and deal the law like it's supposed to. That that's common. You don't need a, a grown up judge to deal with that. You can have a fifteen year old be in, in in there, right, and say, listen, this. This is ridiculous. Does it make any Put sense? Put him in jail. Right. The 15-year-old will go, no, this doesn't make any fucking sense. No good judges, man. That's, they're, they're, they're all around, and uh, they're railroading guys. 
and they need to be uh there need to be a commission to deal with them. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um I wanted to point this out. You know, if 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 you're a man, uh if you're a person of our age, whether whether you were a big fan or a little fan or you were just sort of aware of her, Bette Midler is an icon. Yes. The the actress, uh comedian and, and musician. She's an icon. She's been a part of my life. Uh, seeing her perform, she was in the uh, the film The Rose. Always on Johnny Carson. Always part of uh, you know beaches, dope movies. Just a personality, unique, multi talented, and I've always looked at her as uh, a champion uh, for 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 the gay and lesbian community before the yeah. gay and lesbian community even had the term the gay and lesbian community, the LGBT and all the other stuff, which is very appropriate, but. This is this is a perfect example of the politically correct police that should eat a dick. Bette Midler, who probably knows Bruce Jenner since 1975 when he was Bruce Jenner and he was about that Wheaties life. She sent mm-hmm. a tweet. She sent a tweet saying, now that I am Kate has been canceled, will she going will she be going back to being Bruce? Ain't nothing wrong with that. And then she said, will Chris take him back? Do I smell a re-wedding? And <laughs> the political correct police went crazy on Bette Midler to the point where she had to apologize. We're, we're, and I get it. The political correct police, they're a force. But this is that bullshit. This woman has done more to support and champion just by her, her being the, 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 her consciousness, her, 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 just her whole aura in the seventies, the eighties and the nineties. And now the political correct police want to come after Beth Midler on some, she's not, she doesn't support gay and lesbian community and this, that, and the other. And she had to issue and apologize. Fuck that see, shit. Beth Midler. Yeah. You see, you see when, when, uh, when you apologize, you cave in. The, 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 the political correct police are biased because when people shit on black people, which they, they ain't nowhere around. They don't, they don't stick up for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, Bette Midler, you, you, you're, you're an icon in Hollywood. You've been doing your thing. And, and you sorry have- to interrupt you, she's an icon in the gay and lesbian community. Like, right. she's been talking that shit, promoting that shit, supporting that shit. From day one for forty something years, and for them to turn on her and 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 shame her into apologizing because of some tweet, she's she's not talking about the gay and lesbian community. She's talking about Bruce, aka Caitlyn Jenner, as 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 someone who she's the, the comment, in my opinion, was meant to say this is a person that's doing things for publicity. This is a person that's doing things, you know, that will do anything, you know, to sort of stay in the limelight. It had nothing to do with, with, with any insult of the gay and lesbian community or whether or not it's transsexual, whatever. Correct? Yeah, that's correct, man. See, don't, Beth Miller, you, 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 you did your thing. You've always been supportive of LGBT. Don't cave in. You made a joke. Honk, honk. We were comedians. Come on. Yeah. So, so, so I, 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 if you want to come and have your, 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 your say with us, Yo, we'll have you on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, all right? We would love to have you. 
We want you to have, we want you to, 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 to say what you want to say and don't back away from any of that bullshit. Absolutely. Um, Monetti, what else is popping, man? What, what um, else you got for me, man? I've been rocking solo here. Uh, we'll keep it short and sweet. Did you know that White Lives Matter has been trending White all Lives day on Matter? Twitter? Did, there's such a thing? Uh, uh, yo. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's crazy, but, but it's true. White Lives Matter has been trending on there uh, all day. Damn, so, so I've been missing... Uh, uh, the white kid getting getting gunned down, and and I, I what, what what's going on where 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 in in the white community where things are things are going awry? Yeah, it, 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 I, I I don't know, and 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 again we'll we'll explain this because it deserves explaining. Every single body's life matters, but as Gerald Moody, 2015 podcast call of the year, eloquently said it: the reason why Black Lives Matter. Uh, is a movement that's important and that needs to be acknowledged and recognized is because sometimes, sometimes black lives are treated like they don't matter. It doesn't mean that to, to, to uh, uh, not uh, give, everybody's life matters, of course. Everyone, but, but the people who you see getting killed all over the country and the people the perpetrators go free all the black people, so black people are making an affirmation, like, yo, this is bullshit. Our lives do matter. That's what it's about. It's not the cops. Of course the cops matter. I like the cops. Whenever I got into some beef with, with a chick, I called the cops. Right. <laughs> so those are the first people I call. Right. So I lean on the cops. I need the cops. We all need them. Yes. So the affirmation is like, yo, this is happening for 400 years now. Yo, we got to make an affirmation. It's terrible, but everyone's lives matter. Um, all right, Mr. Moody. You got anything else for me? Uh, the Olympics with the basketball. Don't be patting yourself on the back. You beat a guy. You beat a Serbian team by 50. This is nothing. This is no big deal. This is nothing. You ran through the tournament. This is nothing. You should just go away <laughs> and let D-League players, like you said, play in the Olympics because this is nothing. This is an embarrassment. Right. Right? You just It's like a slaughter. It's like we're playing against five-year-old kids and we're blowing them out. We're dunking on them. So what? Right. Big deal. What's up? This competition. And, and now they're talking about, oh, oh. Uh, the gold medals are better than the championships. Yeah. Only the cats who never won is are saying that. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I didn't hear Clay Thompson say, yo, I'ma give my ring back. Right. <laughs> Don't bullshit yourself. Right. Don't bullshit yourself. Word. All right, with that being said, Mr. Monetti, um, I'ma shut it down. I'm about to uh, get my man Dean Collins for the Truy segment. Of the week. Oh, young shooter. Yes. <laughs> he, 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 he actually uh, told me that he prefers to be called just shooter. Um, oh, oh, oh. Oh, he think he what? what? How old is this motherfucker? 26? Yeah. But he, he doesn't want to be call called you, the young shooter. He just wants to call you what we want to call you. Yeah, we're going to call you what we want to call you. Okay? <laughs> we want to call you the young shooter. We'll call you the shooter. You don't just get to be called shooter. You All don't right. dictate or determine what the elders call you Mr. Collins. All right, Monetti, listen. 
We'll be back later in the week with more, more fire. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Stand by for the shooter coming up right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey rapper. Hey Dean, how you doing? I'm good, dude. Are we uh, are we live? Yeah, we're live on the okay, Iron Rapport Stereo it, podcast. Huh? Let's do it, brother. Let me just step out my house. You know, there's like some people over here. Oh, sorry about that. Well, what's going on over there? Oh no, 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 nothing. Don't, don't worry about that. I just wanted to step out, give you my uh, you know undivided attention. Don't worry about what's happening over here. I'm not having a party or anything. I feel like you're being sarcastic. You fuck. No, 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 no! I was just saying, you know, it's just me and a couple friends, and Logan and my sister, and her group of friends, and then some of their friends. And um, but what's up with you, dude? Okay, all right. Well, I, I just was on the phone with uh, G Monetti, G Moody, and and I oh, know shit, you told dude, that's me, my man. Uh, let me fucking finish, man, please. Oh God, here we go. Okay, go. I'm just gonna zip my mouth for like five minutes. Go ahead. Talk. He, 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 he. I, I told him that you told me off air that you wanted to be called. Shooter and not the young shooter. No, I never said that. Why would yeah. you say that? You told me I, I'd rather be called shooter as opposed to the young shooter. And 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 Monetti ha- no. sent a message to you. You you get called what we call you, motherfucker. No, so- no, no. That, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that message because uh, I agree with him. But the, the reason I don't like just shooter is it reminds me of Happy Gilmore. You know, Shooter McGavitt. I'd rather do young shooter so I stand out from the crowd. Makes sense. All right, now it's time for the Truy segment of the week. Truy is an app you can find on your iPhone. I love this app. T-R-U-E-E-Y. It poses a question. It takes a poll. And you see how you fare when thousands and thousands of people chime in on the Truy app. Uh, For those of you who have no idea who the fuck Dean Collins is, he's an actor, director, sort of a pioneer um, are you talking to me? Or are you talking? I'm talking to the fans. I'm introing you. I'm talking to the fans. I'm introing you. Dean Collins and I met on the now defunct TV show, The War at Home. Uh, him and his friend, uh, uh, Logan Lerman. We've remained yeah. friends, even though they defunct the show. That's their loss. Um, fuck and, them. huh? No, I was just saying, fuck them, you know? Yeah, fuck them. Their loss. All right, anyway, so the Truy app, it poses questions, and I like to hear what Dean Collins has to say. Here we go, Dean Collins. Oh, my God, yeah. I just want to say, just just to start off, I want to give a big shout-out, if that's possible, in terms of Truy. Like, I I fucking, I use Truy all the time, and, like, my friends Danny Azad, Avi Adu, uh, Karosh, us. I mean, we are all we're we're the homies, and we just all we do is we listen to the podcast. We 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 pose questions on Truy, and I just wanted to say that first. I'm just a big fan. Okay, cool. Let let, let me get to the segment. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You're thank, yeah. Here's you're the first sure. question. I don't like mayonnaise. No, I, I like mayonnaise. I, I like mayonnaise too. Thirty six percent of the people. I, I, it needs to be mixed with yellow mustard, and I prefer a little extra mustard than mayo. Uh, to balance it out, but I'm I'm a fan. I don't have anything against it. I agree. And 64 percent of the people agree with you. 36 percent of the people disagree. Um, oh, cool. All right. Placing your phone on the on the table at a restaurant is rude. 
Maybe, but it doesn't stop me from doing it. Am I right? Oh, yes, shooter. Yes, shooter. 70% of the people. How about you, bro? I, I, I agree. Uh, you know me and my phone. It's a problem. I'm on that shit all day, every day. Um, when I'm working, yeah. eating, shitting, sleeping. Um, I don't drive and text. I don't support that. Um, but 30% yeah, but of the people. I'm sorry? No, I was saying sometimes it happens. We've both been there, you know. I, I you, you, you make me nervous driving because you drive and text. But I, I think placing your nervous. phone on a table at a restaurant is uh, – I, I, I don't think it's – in this day and age, I don't agree. I'm with you. 70% of the people agree with me. Um, what do you think of this? Thank you. We're two for two. Yeah. This is important. I'm Great. not giving my woman the password to my phone. Now, I know you're single, currently single, ready to mingle. But in a relationship, would you give your, 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 your lady the password to your phone? No. I like it. It depends on, it depends on the You girl, answered dude. that quickly. Like, no, no, stand by your answer, man. You answered that quickly. Yeah, I say fuck no. Let me have a little bit of privacy. 48% I mean, of the like, people agree. 52% of the people disagree. I think it goes both ways. Don't give me the password to your phone either. You want to, you know, but, but, you know, that shouldn't even be an issue. I think you're getting into some, like, jealous territory. I say this. Why the fuck is there the password? I don't want to know it, but why is the password on? I don't have a password. I hear you. I agree. What's up with this password sheet? You know, I'm like, I'm hanging out with Logan. I'm hanging out with my friends. And I'm like, oh, let me just, I got to play a game really quick. Well, what's the password? And they're like, let me do it. You can't have the password. I, I don't understand it. Like, and I'm not, those are your guy anyway. friends. Those are dudes. Yeah, I know. It's like, dude, what am I? What do you have on here, man? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, we're not in a relationship, sweetheart. Yeah, it's all good, dude. Chill. We're not going steady. All right, eating at a restaurant alone is sad. <laughs> Absolutely not. Then I then I am just the worst person ever. I'm the baddest person ever because I only like to go to restaurants by myself. I like to check in and check out. On my own time, I don't like to have a fucking conversation about thinking about the check while I'm in some, you know, boring conversation with a friend. I go in, I, I do my thing, and I leave. I, agree. I don't need to have, a, you know, it's like, well, I got to entertain while I'm eating my fucking food here. Don't and don't talk to me when I'm by myself. Don't come over to me and say, "Hey, what's up?" Or there's nothing worse when servers start wanting you want to have like a whole full on conversation with you when I'm stuffing my fucking face. Leave huh. me alone. 33% of the people agree, 67% of the people disagree. And that's what's great about the Truy segment of the week. Now, Dean, um, yeah. you shared a, a story with me off, uh, off, uh, off mic, off radio, off podcast. Would yeah. you care to, 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 to share that with the people? You, you, you had uh, a couple of dates this week. I, I don't want to blow you up, but um, how did that go? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about this one. Um, it's always tricky naming names, but I'm not, I won't say the girl's name. No, we don't have to name names or countries. That's fine. So I'll just give you the lowdown, like the short, you know, of it all. But basically, I've been talking to this girl from Norway mm-hmm. for two years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, like when I broke my foot in my GoPro accident, I was in bed. Um, and I was just talking to her. I saw a picture. She was following me, liking my shit. One of those Instagram long distance relationships. And I commented on her photo and I said, uh, you're so gorgeous. If you're ever in L.A., hit me up. Yes. I realized she was in Korea, yes. also studying out there. And so anyway, we've been talking, you know, sending each other pictures back and forth. Did you send so any cute. nudies? Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's all good. And so one night I was like, you know, I don't even know if I was drunk or whatever I was. But I just I hit her up and I said, 
hey, you know, you should really come out to L.A. You could stay with me and like, well, I'll show you a good time. And she said, all right, great. And a couple weeks later, she called me and she or she hit me up and she said, uh, yeah, I booked my flight to Los Angeles. Like, it wasn't that expensive. I'm coming out mm. and I have a few friends and I'm going to stay out in some hostel. And I was like, damn. All right. Anyway, she comes out. She actually flies out. I'm a little nervous at this point. A little excited, nervous, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to get catfished in this day and age. It's you never know. You know, I don't know what I'm working with here. Um, and so, anyway, I had a little shindig at my place. Uh, she comes over, we're vibing. It's great. Um, she ends up leaving. She goes back to her hostel. This and that, and then we hang out another night. And uh, it was just me and her. And I took her to out, took her out to a few bars, mm-hmm. and we had a great time. I won't. Uh, you know, I don't kiss and tell. So With Dean, I'll that's the fucking that. story? That's that's the whole story? That's not what you told me off mic. Now, you just what, what, wasted what people, like three of people's minutes of time to getting okay, to what, nowhere. You, there, there was a gist of the story that you were getting to. Do you not want to share that uh, with the okay, podcast okay, community? Okay, okay, okay. I'll share it. I'll share it. I'll share it. So I, I forgot about what you were talking about, honestly. But How could yeah, you so forget we're at, about we're it? We're at one of the Because I'm concerned about it. Okay, okay. We're at, we're at one of the bars, and, um, you know, we haven't hooked up yet at this point, but I'm taking her out. We're both, you know, pretty drunk at this point, and uh, I make the move. We start hooking up a little bit, and then she she turns to me at the bar, and she goes, so, do you want to fuck me or what? Whoa! Yeah, and... Uh, she I said that to you in the bar? She said it to me in the... Yeah, she said no, it to I me in the bar. No, I would pay money to see some girl... Say that to the shooter. That, say that to me, right? My reaction, right? What, what did you? What did the shooter say? What was your comeback to I, that? I literally, well, I was on one. I had some of that liquid courage. I was feeling good. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'll t- let me just tell you this. Right before this happens, though, I'm at the bar. True story. This has to do with the I Am Rapport podcast. Um, I'm at the bar with her, and I'm buying her her drink. And some girl, this cute girl, comes over to me, and she goes, Hey, are you Dean Collins? And I was like, Hey, what's up? Like, yeah, do I know you? You know, I was thinking we went to school together. This, uh, she's like, No, but I watch all the videos with you and Michael Rapport, and I listen to the podcast. And she said, uh, If you, she goes, Let's grab a drink right now. But or, or else, she was like, She goes, You want to grab a drink with me, or is your girlfriend going to be pissed off? Ooh. And I was like, Oh shit! And so I didn't want to ditch, you know, the Norway chick, and we have this thing going. So I was just like, Hey, just you know, DM me on Instagram, let's meet up, blah, 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 talk to you later. So I left, this and that. Fast forward, the girl that I'm with says, do you want to fuck me or what? Whoa! And, um, Jesus Christ, yeah. man, this is this is that yeah, young so, life out there. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's just, you know, it's single and, like, honestly, I don't even talk about this with some of my close friends. I just wanted to, like, give you a heads up that this is between me and you and uh, the Rapper Pack and, and just the podcast family. I just wanted to just share it with you guys. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I just, I, it, it's been a good week for me. Um, I wanted to also apologize if I seemed a little bit down or a little moody on the last episode. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm just feeling good, and I got a little, you know, hop to my step. And, anyway, I just, I, I owe you, and... So anyway, let's let's get back on track with the Truy segment and yeah. All right. Well, that was that was good stuff. That was because I thought I thought we were gonna we were anyway. Gonna... My but my reaction to the do you want to fuck me or not? Well, I literally I literally I, I, said, you said you said that a few times. I don't think you need to say it again. Like no no I just I didn't say my reaction part though. What was your reaction? And my reaction was I said hell yeah, and then I grabbed her hand and we left the bar and I got an Uber. Woo. 
Shooter's going to shoot. Shooter's going to shoot. All right, listen. Hey. Listen, it's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, I'm actually ending this entire episode, Dean, with you. That's the truey segment of the week with uh, the young shooter, Dean Collins. Um, oh, thank you, man. I'm happy to, I'm happy to have been on, and uh, it's always a good time with you, too, uh, the Gringo Mandingo. It's, it's been a pleasure. Well, I appreciate that. I, I would also appreciate that it, it, that um, like w- 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 I feel like uh, the, the podcast success and the groupies are going to you and uh, Monetti's head because every time you guys set a time, no one's there uh, uh, except for me. And I keep the calls attempted in the podcast. You'll be hearing the the calls attempted when you don't answer the phone. But yeah, I mean, you just you know, I have to say, I was watching the night of. It was a really good episode. This one, there's only one more left, and uh, I'd love to you know stop by the podcast. And talk to you about the whole series and kind of my feelings about it and your feelings about it. Let's do it um, later in the week. Let's do it sure, later bro. in the week. And what are you What are you doing for dinner? I was wondering if you wanted to go to Sushi Enya. And also, there's this what like the fuck are you talking? I got about? directions huh? downtown. What I got like this new like I got this new app that gives great directions. I was thinking we go down to Sushi Enya. It's my, like maybe all. They have this great spicy tuna crispy rice. Um, yo, my man, my man. Also, yo, my man. Check this out. We ain't going to dinner, my man. The fuck are you talking what? about? Huh? No, I was just wondering if you were free for dinner. Like, I just thought this new sushi spot down there in... There ain't no fucking sushi downtown, spot, man. Like, you, said, you, you said you got a whole party going over there, man. I, 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 no, 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 no. I'm going to sleep, man. I I'm done. If you want to go out, it's in Little Tokyo. Man, fuck all that shit, man. Yo, I'm, I'm wrapping up this right, episode. Man. Huh? All right, man. Well, I'll catch you later then, and... Uh... We'll just, yeah, hit me up tomorrow. Maybe we'll get breakfast or something. Yo, yo, ho- hold on. I got to wrap up the episode. This has been the I Am oh, Rapport sure. Stereo Podcast. I want to thank my guest, Brendan Schaub from The Fighter and the Kid. Of course, the 2015 podcast call to the year, G. Monetti, and the young shooter, Dean Collins. We'll be back with more heat, more fire. We'll be discussing the night of the HBO series with the consummate actor, John Turturro, on the next episode. And, and we're out. You got any parting words, uh, uh, Shooter? Uh, yeah, peace and love. It was fun. All right, thanks, Shooter. And uh, we'll be Thank back you, with another episode. Miles, take us out with some funk right now. We done. Woo!